Hey there, Warrior. It's Jeff Anderson, Executive Director of WarriorLife.com and the Warrior Life Academy. And welcome to podcast episode number 405. Now, if you are a soldier, a veteran, if you know or love a veteran, even if you have ever uttered the words, I support the troops or thanked a soldier for their service, then this podcast episode is for you. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Lance Corporal Adam J. Lambert was a United States Marine and he served in Afghanistan during Operation Enduring Freedom. He came back from the battlefield in the summer of 2014. Now, a year later, on July 5th, his father went to go visit him in his home, and he found him there lying on the floor, wearing his desert combat uniform, and he had his dog tags in his left hand. Adam had committed suicide, and his father had found him. And when his family read his journal after they had discovered his body, they understood the reasons why their son came back from combat and was not the same person. Inside of his journal entries were his own accounts of his daily and nightly reality of the sights, the smells, the sounds, and the feelings he had about his actions over there in Afghanistan. Now, I tell you this story because we just passed by Memorial Day, which is a day that's set aside to honor the fallen of our brave soldiers out on the battlefield. But it's also a very tough day for the families that have had a member of their family who was a veteran who came back and committed suicide, bringing the war back with them when they come back from the battlefield. For a lot of those families, it feels like Memorial Day is a a reminder that their children, their brothers, their sisters, their spouse who committed suicide had an act of stolen valor that they're not valued for their service because they committed suicide because they did not die on the battlefield. And I bring this up, I just saw a, an article from, from Lance Corporal Lambert's father, uh, Dean, who wrote about the struggle that a lot of these families have and about coming to terms with not just the suicide of their loved one, but also how the military and the public address the legacy that their children have, and then also how we treat our veterans when it comes to those that have said, hey, I have PTSD. I have a mental health issue. I'm dealing with some problems and giving them the help that they need so that we can end the estimated, it's gone 22 veterans that are committing suicide today, tomorrow, the day after. That number has gone down in recent years. The VA's estimate is about 17 veterans every single day committing suicide because of the mental scars of war that they bring back with them. Now, for many of you out there, and I've gotten your emails, trust me, I know, have either dealt with this yourself because we have a lot of veterans that uh, do follow our podcast and, and, and our writings, and there are many of you that know or love or have somebody in your family that is struggling with it right now, and some of you have also lost either soldiers or you have lost loved ones to veteran suicide. Now, we just passed by Memorial Day, and of course, probably like many of you that have, that have served, like me, get all of the, the thanks from people for our service. Now, 
many of you that have been following us know how I feel about this topic because I did a whole podcast episode on it. I think uh, it was the last Memorial Day or Veterans Day about stop thanking us for our service. If you really want to thank us for our service, do something to help us end the struggle of those that are still suffering from the wounds of war. By helping us do that, that is truly saying that you support the troops. That's not just saying it, that's actually doing something about it. There's been some recent developments that have really brought this to the forefront also. Um, there's a couple things I want to share with you if this, is a, if this is a topic that you really care about, whether you're struggling with PTS or whether you know somebody or it doesn't matter or, or you just feel patriotic and, and really truly want to support the troops. So one, there's just been a, uh, you know, one of the reasons why uh, Dean Lambert did that article. There was a recent lawsuit that was won against the the Navy and the Marine Corps um, that was really, when people think about it, it's, it's really a travesty of how we treat our veterans that have had issues, have had problems, have dealt with the scars of war, and have been discharged from the military due to those issues. Now, a lot of people might not realize, but a, a medical discharge from the military or a general discharge or an honorable discharge grants the veteran access to military benefits, benefits like education, um, health care, job training, financial assistance, and that health care also includes mental health care as well. Being able, being able to access the, the Veterans Administration benefits, to be able to get that support. But what people may not know is that anybody that is discharged from the military or separated due to either dishonorable or other than honorable or uh, bad conduct uh, bad conduct because of actions that might have been related to a diagnosis of PTSD or military sexual trauma or even sometimes traumatic brain injury, those veterans may not get access to any of that support after their service in the military. So no educational benefits to transition back into civilian society, no job training, no financial assistance, no health care, no mental health benefits. Even if they do commit suicide, oftentimes those survivors, their families, do not receive the life insurance benefits that may have come from an honorable or an, even just a, a general discharge from the military because those benefits are most often revoked. And that's really abandoning those soldiers that have had, again, this might be because of actions that were not appropriate, right? Like they're worthy of discharge. But the source of those actions, the reason why somebody may act out could be because of a mental health issue. And when that happens, we just kick them off to the curb. And their families and them are left to deal with those scars of war on their own without the benefit of what they signed up for. Now, fortunately, the, the Marine Corps and the Navy now are being forced to go back and anybody that was discharged either uh, dishonorably or other than honorable discharge are able to go back now and look for an upgrade to their discharge. So if they can show that it was based upon, that their actions were based upon a medical diagnosis or an issue that did happen during combat, then they are able to go back and upgrade that and get access to those benefits, which is, which is great. 
But there's a bigger message here. There's a bigger thing that's happening because anybody that's been following the uh, the v- Veterans Administration for any sort of time or, or even just looked at the the topic of veteran suicide and how do we help our veterans that are coming back from the battlefield, um, the VA has recognized that essentially their system sucks in helping veterans that are struggling with post-traumatic stress. But they don't know why. They can't understand why. In fact, the VA just launched uh, Mission Daybreak, which is a $20 million challenge to help them develop new strategies for dealing with post-traumatic stress and with veteran suicide in order to get those numbers down. Because despite all of their best efforts, despite all of the arguments going on over on Capitol Hill and our government and, and throwing money at this thing, the system does not work. I'm going to tell you why it doesn't work from firsthand experience. And I'm also going to tell you what does work and how you can tap into it if you are a veteran or how you can help support our troops the right way by helping them overcome these problems. But why has the VA system failed so badly? Well, one is they're using a traditional model for dealing with mental health issues, which is traditionally talk therapy. It's just, it's all cognitive. Like it's a conscious approach to talking about their issues, talking about the trauma that they've experienced on the battlefield. I can tell you right now, we don't want to talk about it because everything we need to be able to get through combat is to stuff that as far down as possible. You don't talk about it because that distracts from the mission. And your mission is to get home alive. It's to get back from the battlefield, go back to your family. And the only way you can really do that when bullets are flying is to shove that shit down as far as you possibly can. Because if you hesitate, you can get killed. If you break down, you can get killed. If you die or if you're injured, then you're letting your team down because they need you out on the battlefield. So there's a lot of stigma around it. And when, it, when we're taught to shove it down, not even taught, like we learn to do that because you learn very quickly that's the only way to accomplish your mission. And so talking about it is something that, first of all, just doesn't resonate. It just doesn't resonate. However, a lot of soldiers are finally, and that stigma is really, I won't say it's disappeared, but we're, we're finally getting past that it's not tough. You're not strong if you say that you have PTS. We're, we're, people are learning. Veterans are learning. Soldiers are learning, especially the special operations community is now coming out and really making it known that, no, this is not a disease that you have. It is not a sign of weakness that you have. It is a sign of strength to be able to go out there and get help for it. Chris Kyle was probably one of the most groundbreaking deep dives into the effects of war on mental health coming back. And tragically, he lost his life, not to suicide, but to the effects of post-traumatic stress. And Chris, trying to help people be able to get past all of that, um, and unfortunately was the victim of it by somebody else's hands. Now, the VA system 
is trying to use a conscious cognitive approach to dealing with the traumas of battlefield when it's something that is not a conscious thought by the veterans. The reason why Lance Corporal Adam Lambert wrote in his journal not just about feeling depressed or feeling anxious or angry or stressed. What did he write about? The sights, the smells, the sounds, the emotions of his time on the battlefield in Afghanistan. Why is that important? It's important because those are all of the senses that are embedded into the brain due to trauma. And it's perfectly natural. It has a purpose. It keeps you alive. It's embedded in a part of the brain. It's like a recycle bin where you have these things that are embedded there to keep you alive. Because the next time that you experience a certain sight, a smell, a sound, you get a feeling. When you experience that, your body does not have time to consciously process that. It needs to go into action immediately to be able to save your life. That is a different part of the brain. That is a subconscious area of the brain. You're not in control of that. But the VA and traditional talk therapy tries to approach this subconscious embedded response of the body that stimulates the hormones, everything that you felt at that time of the trauma, everything that you felt there, the emotions, the sights, the sounds, the, the smells, all of those things. <clears throat> those things get triggered and then you don't understand why you're having the problems that you do. Now, the VA's approach to it has been to let's talk about it. Let's talk about it and talk about it and talk about it until you're desensitized to it. You can't consciously approach a subconscious embedded traumatic experience. They're two different systems of the brain. They're two different approaches. Nobody gets up in the, in the morning and gets out of bed when you have PTS and says, yes, oh, yes, I can't wait. I'm going to be so miserable today. Nobody chooses to be miserable. Nobody chooses the depression, the anxiety. They deal with the effects of it. So if you can't consciously choose to feel miserable like that, how can you consciously approach it to try and get rid of it? You can't. That's why we still, to this day, have, by the VA's numbers, 17 veterans committing suicide today, tomorrow, the next day. It doesn't work. Let me tell you what does work. Recently just came back from our, um, I think it was my seventh uh, warrior retreat that we held here in Sarasota. I think it was our, our 10th or our 12th overall. Um, this was the first women's retreat that I went to where we had uh, nine women that came in, nine, nine uh, female veterans of the military, and uh, came in. <clears throat> and it was probably our best retreat ever. It was probably our, our, our most impactful. Now, every single one of our retreats, we use a type of therapy. I, don't, I, I hesitate to even call it a therapy. It's, we really refer to it more as a protocol 
that eliminates the effects of post-traumatic stress, combat-related post-traumatic stress, in as little as one two-hour session. That's typically been our, that has been our approach to it. It's this unique method, but it's in constant development, right? Well, this was the first time that we really used on a much larger scale, a new protocol that it basically has been the refinement of our old protocol. The new protocol is called the Cortina method. It was developed by Mike Cortina, who is our head of our, our clinicians who come in here and help us out with the veterans. It was developed over the last 20 years. He is a mental health professional who has been helping us with, um, with really ending the struggles of post-traumatic stress for our veterans. And with this new method, it's almost like performing magic tricks. It really is. Um, in about one hour, we are able to completely eliminate those effects of PTS that the veterans are experiencing. Insomnia, anger episodes, stress, anxiety, depression. Of the nine women that were there, the um, it was like I'm it's always like a, it's always a tear, it's always a tear fest at the last meeting that we have where everybody talks about like their transformation a little bit, what happened during their session because it, they don't know how to describe the change that they've experienced. It's so dramatic. It's amazing. You can watch one of the videos that we have um, up over. We, we have a, a donation page that we do. I, uh, many of you that have, that have donated in the past you, uh, have probably seen that video, but we're gonna, we'll put it back out there so everybody can see it. But it is, uh, it's amazing to see this transformation that happens with them. It's because our approach goes right to the subconscious and it rewires the brain, not physically. Well, actually, I mean, physically, yes, it does rewire the brain, but there's no invasive procedure. There's no drugs. There's no talk therapy. You don't have to relive the experience of the trauma in order to eliminate the trauma, the effects of the trauma. It doesn't go away. You still have the memory, but it doesn't have the trigger effect that it's supposed to have because it is a, a subconsciously embedded incident. So I bring this up because um, our operation, Operation Save Our Soldiers, um, and the donations that you out there have helped us out with has changed people's lives, has changed not just the veterans themselves, but their entire families. It's given them back the person that they knew. Dean Lambert, Lance Corporal Adam Lambert's father, said that their son died out on battlefield, even though he committed suicide a year after he came back. Because the person that he was died. He came back a different person. That's hard for families. It's hard for the veterans to deal with it, to even talk about it with people that really don't even know what they experienced. How can you talk to somebody about that, right? The Cortina method just works. It just works. And your donations have made that possible. We've don uh, your donations have added up to about $160,000 over the last uh, couple of years that we've been that we've had our our retreats going and that we've been providing the the um, this service to our veterans and it's really getting out there because of you we were able to double the number of retreats that we did last year i'm sorry uh this year 
2022, we've been able to double the number of retreats and help twice as many veterans out there and started a long distance program, which is going to help us magnify even more because this can be done even long distance over Zoom. Now, I prefer people to come out and do these things in person, but it's not necessary. We can literally help people over Zoom, and I've seen the transformations. The one woman that came to the the last retreat that we had um, was in a combat MO. She had she had a com, um, she was a, a battlefield uh, veteran. So these are you know, some people have admin jobs, which doesn't matter. You can still you can still experience PTS uh, even if you've never seen a single bullet on the battlefield, but she was a battlefield um, veteran. One of the few that we had there and was pretty much non-functional coming in the first day. Um, could not speak during the, um, our first, intro- even our introductions really had a difficult time, even just getting words out. Um, the, after her first visit with one of our uh, one of the people doing the uh, one of our coaches doing the uh, the Cortina method, she was able to talk about it a little bit more. But it's funny because her 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 first comments were like, "You guys are doing some fucked up shit." <laughs> she meant that in a good way, and people kind of laughed. But uh, it is a very unique protocol that we're using. It's unlike anything else that's out there, and it just plain works. And even after her first session, she was able to quickly see the difference in what she was experiencing. And on the last day, which was after they, they get two sessions just to make sure that we've cleared everything out, they get two visits. And um, on that last day, she was able to get through and talk about her transformation, um, getting choked up a, a couple times along the way, but was able to get everything out and talk about it without a total breakdown and it was absolutely amazing. In fact, she gave me a video testimonial afterwards to um, allow us to be able to get the word out there about how transformational it was for her. And we're going to be getting that, getting that out here um, pretty soon that people be able to see what's actually happening out there. And your donations, 100% of your donations go directly to sponsoring a veteran, directly to sponsoring a veteran. I take care of all of the the admin expenses so that you know that everything that you're putting in is going toward helping another veteran change their life. And I, we stay in touch with the veterans afterwards. Um, we now have, we're now getting brain scans done and we're seeing the scientific proof that their brains are no longer being triggered after they leave our retreat or after they, they have their visit with um, a coach using the Cortina method. So I'm asking you now for Memorial Day, to really memorialize those that not only have died on the battlefield, but those soldiers that come back, let's, let's fix the problem of the ones who have come back and committed suicide because of the actions on the battlefield. For me, those veterans deserve as much honor and recognition as those who died by a bullet on the battlefield. We have just under 7,000 veterans or, or soldiers that have died in, in combat in combat, on on the battlefield, just a little under 7,000. But we've lost about anywhere from 77,000 to 100,000 veterans due to veteran suicide coming back. Now, do you get the disparity of those numbers? Out of all of our years after 9-11, 
in post 9-11 combat, we've lost under 7,000 soldiers who have participated in combat. But the ones that come back and are oftentimes forgotten and kicked to the side because of stigmas and because of actions that they took based upon these issues that they've had with a lack of recognition of it, we have lost more than 10 times those number of veterans. That's insane. And the VA does not know how to fix it. We do. We just need your help in getting those veterans the real help that they need and changing their lives. So I'm asking you, this is the start of, um, of PTSD Awareness Month. It's Mental Health Awareness Month, but um, it's also PTSD Awareness Month. So for this month, we're running a, a fun drive with some of our supporting websites. Many of you know them. You'll probably see us mentioned in some of their newsletters. We're running a fun drive, trying to get enough for at least one more retreat where we can bring in, to, we, we take in 10 to 12 veterans at a time to go through our Royal retreats, but to be able to get them the help that they need. We want to sponsor one, at least one retreat. So you can help by going and either donating just $5, even just $5 makes a huge difference. And you can go over to operationsaveoursoldiers.org. You can find out more information about what we do. You can also help by looking for donations, by getting the word out. You can reach us at donate at opsos.us. That's O-P-S-U-S. Dot us. Um, you can reach us by email there, and somebody can help you to either put together a fundraising campaign yourself, or or help you get some uh, some information about how if you if you are a veteran, you want to reach out. If you are struggling with the symptoms of PTS, then you can reach out to us, and we can get you connected, and we can look at getting you the help that you need. If you know somebody that you love that that you that you feel like needs help. Um, you can also reach out to us and we can give you a little bit better information about how you can help those person, those people. But if you are just somebody that wants to support the troops and help those that have come back, um, you really can change their lives. Just even $5 makes a big difference. It all adds up. So we'll take anything that you can. It is a, a not is a tax tax deductible contribution that you can offer. It is a, um, so it is tax deductible um, to, to our, to our nonprofit. This is my nonprofit operation, save our soldiers. And again, you can go to operationsaveoursoldiers.org or you can go to opsos.us and you'll be able to find that there. But listen, people, uh, we are doing something. We are making headway. We are saving lives. We are changing lives. I want you to be a part of that. I'm asking you to help out. Please visit one of those websites for our nonprofit and we will keep you up to date on where your money is going and how it's helping the people that it's helping with real stories of their transformations. So thank you all for, for uh, giving me this time and, and letting me talk with you about a very, very, uh, it's, it's a subject that's near and dear to my heart. As many of you know, my own story, I have dealt with PTS, fallen combat, and experienced the, basically the magic of this method that we use by having everything just completely um, uh, cleared. And so I want to share this with more veterans that are out there that are struggling so that we can get you the help that you need also, and you can make that happen. So thank you very much for listening to this. And I appreciate your patriotism and your support for our troops, your true support for our troops, prepare, train, survive. 
You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive. Survive.